Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by Locked On NHL. If you need more hockey news every day, then Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps only on Locked On NHL. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, July 20th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. And you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. We are now one day closer to both the Seattle Expansion Draft and the 2021 NHL Entry Draft. On yesterday's episode, I broke down... Basically, everything there is to know right now regarding the Blackhawks and the Kraken, now that the Hawks, as well as the 30 other teams in the National Hockey League, have released their official protected players list for Wednesday night. So be sure to go and check that out if you haven't yet and you want to hear more about the expansion draft. I got you covered on yesterday's episode. But as for the Blackhawks and their 11th overall selection on Friday or 12th overall, I don't don't know what you want to call it. Technically, they're in the 12th spot, but with Arizona, the pick ahead of them, having to forfeit their their first round pick, technically, the Hawks are choosing 11th overall, even though they're in the 12th spot. I don't know. It's kind of confusing. Um, I'm just going to call it 11th overall, I think. I'm just going to stick with that. Um, But on the show today, I definitely wanted to be sure to get into some of the latest rumors and whispers that are being heard out there regarding who the Hawks could potentially be looking at for their pick in the first round. And according to Corey Pronman of The Athletic and his full seven-round mock draft that he released over the weekend, the dude's an absolute madman. Um, but in that uh, mock draft, Pronman stated that at the moment, it's kind of, it's a bit hard to gauge precisely where the Hawks are leaning towards with their selection. Pronman said he's heard a lot of back and forth about the Hawks going about whether or not the Hawks are wanting to go with a skater or a goaltender at number 11. He's heard a little bit of both at the moment. So uh, don't be surprised if the Hawks are thinking goalie here at number 11, uh, potentially Jesper Wallstead if he's still available. Although um, I'll admit I'm not very confident that he's going to make it out of the top 10. And if he doesn't, it could be, um, it could be, the guy I'm actually going to break down a little bit later here on the show, Sebastian Casa from the Edmonton Oil Kings of the WHL. He could be the guy the Blackhawks go to in the first round on Friday if they want to go with a goaltender. If not, though, if the Blackhawks do decide to go with the skater, the name that Pronman has heard tied to the team the most has been Matt Coronado from the Chicago Steel, a guy that I broke down um, probably about a month ago now, honestly, on the show. He was one of the first 
prospects of the 2021 NHL draft that I broke down. But he was a guy that um, I I wasn't sure the Blackhawks were going to get to because Coronado's projected to go a little bit later in the first round by by most sites and scouts. He's projected to go somewhere in that 15 to 20 range, probably. Um, But I do remember saying that if the Hawks wanted to stretch a little bit and go and get him at number 11, I would completely understand why, because there are plenty of reasons to feel that this kid will be an effective and valuable player at the next level. First off, Coronado's the Chicago Steel's all-time leader in goal scored after absolutely tearing it up for them this past year. He's also a more than serviceable player in all three zones. Not only can he play on the power play, but he's been on the Chicago Steel's penalty kill unit the past couple of years as well. Uh, He's also been deemed a leader on and off the ice. Scouts have talked about that with him. And he can also play all three forward positions. So there's a lot to like with Matthew Coronado. As I said, he's also coming off a, a tremendous breakout year in the USHL where he recorded 48 goals and 37 assists in 51 games. He nearly averaged a goal per game this past season and that really upped his draft stock and kind of helped solidify him as a a surefire first round pick. But but again, 11, um, personally, I just feel like it could be a little bit of a reach for Coronado. But I mean, if he's their guy, you know, I mean, I, I don't think they're going to pass up on him if he, if they feel he's the best player that's available on their board. Um, I'm, I'm not sure he has the highest upside available, but I am pretty confident that he's going to be a sturdy two-way player at the NHL level. The only real negative about Coronado is that he's only 5'11 and 185 pounds. He does play bigger than his size suggests, though. He's not at all afraid to be physical or or get scrappy, but the one thing I do just worry about a little bit is the Blackhawks, if they do select Coronado, is them just adding another smaller forward to their group. That's something I've talked about a lot on the show this summer. The Hawks just don't have a lot of size up front in that top six of theirs in their skill group, basically. And to get the job done in the postseason and in that time of year, the physicality and the intensity is up 150%. And I just think they need a little bit more size than they have in that area at the moment. That's that's my only concern with taking Coronado at number 11. But aside from that, you know, everything else I truly do love about the kid. And apparently so so do the Blackhawks. So um, don't be surprised. You know, it, it sounds like... Don't be surprised if the Hawks go with a goaltender at number 11. Either Jesper Wallstead, if he's still available, which I doubt, or... It could be Canadian goaltender Sebastian Casa, but if the Hawks do wind up going with a forward, it's sounding like it could be Matt Coronado from the Chicago Steel at the moment, at least according to the latest whispers around the team heard by Corey Pronman. Alright, that takes care of the latest rumors surrounding who the Blackhawks could be leaning towards in the 2021 NHL Draft. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to take a look at a guy I just mentioned, goaltender Sebastian Costa's 2021 NHL Draft Profile. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend... 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or 
at a new car dealership. Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. However, RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. The RockAuto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and you can even choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, the prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you'll ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just got done discussing who the Blackhawks could be thinking about with the 11th pick in the 2021 NHL Draft. Moving on now, I'm actually going to break down one of their top options, according to the Athletics' Corey Pronman, which is six foot six Canadian goaltender Sebastian Cossa from the Edmonton Oil Kings of the Western Hockey League. And with Cossa... <laughs> It starts with something I already mentioned, the size. At 6 foot 6, Casa is literally a can't miss prospect in that 6 foot 6. I wouldn't say that's the ideal size for netmin- netminders nowadays. It's really anything over 6 foot you'll take, but um just taking a look around the league at the success that some other goaltenders of that size have had, talking Andre Vasilevsky, Ben Bishop, Pekka Rinne, just just a few off the top of my head. There there's a lot of them around that six foot five, six foot six frame. So it's easy to see why some scouts and teams could absolutely fall in love with a guy like Sebastian Casa. And aside from being six, six foot six and also being very technically sound and smooth for being so large, uh, Casa has also put up some absolutely dominant numbers for the Oil Kings in his two years there. In 19 games last season, Casa posted a remarkable 17-1-1 record to go along with four shutouts in a league-best, 1.57 goals against average, and 941 save percentage. And even in his first season in the WHL at 17 years old, Casa went 21-6-3 with a 921 save percentage and a 2.23 goals against average. In total, that brings him to 38 seven and eight in his WHL career to go along with eight shutouts and just 53 starts. Absolutely dominant. Now, one thing that scouts have talked about with Casa is that the Edmonton Oil Kings as a team have also been absolutely dominant. And with um, them having such a deep team from front to back, you know, it is kind of hard to tell how much of an influence Casa has had on their success or if he's just the beneficiary of being on such a good team. Uh, either way, though, you know, th- those are certainly some impressive numbers, especially for being so young. He's so composed in that. Um, and really, everywhere that Costa has played throughout his junior career, he- he's been that level of dominant. And while the scouts and the mock drafts and everything mostly have him second in the goaltender rankings behind Wallstead, it's pretty clear-cut. Wallstead's one and Casas too. The gap between those two really isn't all that far apart. And Casas has been rising up the draft boards recently. He was originally supposed to go in 
the latter half of the first round and potentially even in the second. But now it's looking like they're, they're, he might not even reach the 20s. And he could even be the Blackhawks pick here at number 11. So, um, again, the gap really... It, it It's kind of a 1A and 1B situation. If Wallstead wasn't in the draft this year, I mean, Costa would be the surefire best, best goaltender available. Um, so, you know, if... Wallstead doesn't make it out of the top 10 like everyone's kind of expecting. Um, Kossa, man, I, I really do think the Blackhawks could be leaning his way. Um, he, he's just a very intriguing prospect because of that size. Uh, a six foot six netminder who's um, he, he's pretty sound positionally and doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes. There's just simply not a whole lot of net to shoot at when the goalie's six foot six. And, and Costa really is good at using that size to his advantage. Like I said earlier, he um, he cuts down on those angles very well. He he knows um, he knows exactly where to be in the net um, at all times, and he's also really good at using his long legs to take away all areas for the shooter. Not only is he big and takes away a lot of the upper portion of the net, but he's got these super long legs that helps him make a lot of uh, kick stops down low to take away. Um, th- those areas too. So it, it really, there, there really isn't anywhere to shoot at with Sebastian Casa. And that's, you know, it explains why he's put up the numbers that he has for Edmonton in the, in the past two years. Um, I, I wouldn't say I'm an expert at breaking down goaltenders, you know, when I'm watching their film or anything, I, I'm just kind of looking at how they handle themselves. What's their positioning like? What's the posture? Are they comfortable? Are they calm? Yeah, I'm no expert or anything, but when when you just look at Costa's ability to move around in the net for being so large, and again, especially his ability to take away that lower portion, he makes a lot of saves with his pads, and he's pretty quick with his reactions down low. He's really good at jumping on a loose puck rather fast. So uh, his range of movement, basically, is what I'm trying to say for being so large, is really quite good. And just overall, like Jesper Wallstead, there's just really not any weaknesses to break down here in his game. Um, Casa, I don't, I mean, it's intriguing. It's it's interesting to see that he's risen up the draft boards the last couple of months. The Blackhawks, I, I've spoken about it on the show plenty of times. I feel this is a good time for them to take a goaltender. They kind of got a couple of core forwards. I think they would like to add to that group a little bit more, but with the option to go and get one of, you know, a potential franchise-changing goaltender here in the first round, even though we like what we saw out of Kevin Lankinen, I mean, we're, we're still not really sure what we have with him. We've got half a, half a year, COVID, half of a COVID-shortened season, half of it he looked good, the second half he kind of lagged. Um, we feel good about Kevin Lankinen, but I don't say... Uh, I don't think the Blackhawks, you know, by any means would avoid taking a goalie here in the first round because of him. So, um, although, you know, Kossa and all the goaltenders that go in the NHL draft, they're still a handful of years away from being NHL ready. He'll likely spend at least uh, one more year in the WHL before making the jump to pro hockey. Um, So even though he is a couple years away, though, um, that's the process with all goaltenders that that's just how it goes you don't really get Spencer Knights all that often or Carter Hart's guys who jump into the NHL just one year after getting drafted that's 
pretty irregular and insane. Um, but as for Acosta's development, there there aren't any worries about his abilities to develop here in the next couple of years. And all scouts feel that he has the tools to become a solid NHL goaltender down the road. So if Jesper Wallstead does get selected by a team in the top 10 and the Blackhawks still want to go with a goaltender, Sebastian Costa very well could be their guy at number 11. And if both of them somehow happen to be available for the Hawks, then oh baby, do they have a decision on their hands. But either way, uh, I think the Blackhawks will feel comfortable coming out of the first round with either Jesper Wallstead or Sebastian Kossa on Friday night if they do wind up going goalie. All right, that will finish up Sebastian Kossa's 2021 NHL draft profile. Coming up in just a minute, I still have one more 2021 season recap to break down here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast this summer. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is about to take over for the summer. The NBA Finals are wrapping up. UFC is in full swing all year round, though. And for any sport you want to bet on, you can get the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Alright, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I just finished up taking a deeper look into goaltender Sebastian Costa's 2021 NHL draft profile. Now, to wrap up our Blackhawks season recap segment for the summer, last but certainly not least, we have 23-year-old defenseman Riley Stillman. Stillman, of course, was part of a six-piece trade between the Blackhawks and the Florida Panthers at the deadline this season that also involved... Henrik Borgstrom, Brad Connolly, Lucas Walmark, and Lucas Carlson. But going back even further into Stillman's career, first off, he's the son of former NHLer Corey Stillman, who won the Stanley Cup with the Carolina Hurricanes in 2006. But Riley himself was actually a fourth-round pick of the Panthers in 2016, and he spent his first couple of years with Florida, bouncing between the AHL and the NHL, and was just uh, never really a consistent piece to the lineup and never got consistent playing time. But now in Chicago, Stillman looks like he could be part of the future decor going forward, or at least that's what Chicago is certainly hoping for. And with Stillman being six foot one and playing a sort of rugged style as a defensive defenseman, you got to think that at least played a little bit of a factor into the decision to expose Nikita Zadorov for the Seattle expansion draft. I just get the feeling that the Blackhawks think that Stillman could already be a younger and also cheaper version of what Zadorov brings to the table. But in his 13 games in Chicago after the trade, I mean, in such a small window, it was pretty 
hard to tell whether or not um, Stillman what was faring pretty well or if he's ready to take on a larger role going forward. I, I thought he was fine, you know, nothing too great, but also nothing too noticeable either. But at the same time, I will say when that's usually the case for uh, a shutdown defenseman, if you're not noticing them out there on the ice, then that probably means they were doing their job pretty well. Um, but I think, you know, it's going to take a larger span of games next season to to get a better grasp on what kind of defenseman Riley Stillman already is at 23 years of age. But taking a look at some of his numbers that he did put up again, uh, not a whole lot to look at here in just 13 games. Stillman finished with one goal and no assists for just one point, which was actually his first NHL goal. Um, but aside from that, just not a whole lot to break down here offensively. One thing I will give Stillman props for, though, is that in his 13 games with the Hawks, he recorded 21 shots on goal, well over one per game. Ian Mitchell, Adam Boquist, Nicholas Bodan. Take some notes from Riley Stillman on how to get the puck on net. And look, you don't have to be an offensive defenseman to get the job done. Riley Stillman is nowhere near being... close to an offensive defenseman. Um, So that was one area that I was pleasantly surprised with when I took a look here at Stillman's numbers. He also averaged 18 minutes and 13 seconds of ice time in his 13 games, so uh, he pretty much was playing a second-pairing role right away for the Hawks. Uh, That's basically the same time on ice that Calvin DeHaan averaged this season when he was healthy. So uh, even though it was, you know, immediately following a trade, Stillman hopped in the lineup, and the Blackhawks and their coaching staff seemed to be pretty comfortable with him in a fairly sizable role. I know the injuries in the second half of the year probably did help that matter a little a little bit, so it'll be interesting to see if that's, you know, where Stillman is at once again through the entirety of a season in Chicago. Also, in those 13 games, Stillman racked up 37 hits, nearly three per game, so regularly displaying his ability and also his willingness to bang around in the defensive zone, and that's something Chicago could use a lot of on their back end, especially um, with Zadorov looking like he could be out of the picture going forward. Uh, hopefully, Stillman can provide that same physicality just without all the turnovers left and right that Zadorov was prone to do this past season. Stillman also recorded uh, 21 blocks, so he was willing to put his body out there on the line. He was... Uh, given a little bit of a role on the penalty kill unit as well. So exactly what you love to see from a defensive defenseman that we're hoping can uh, turn into more of a staple piece in those areas going forward. So um, from a defensive standpoint, I mean, I thought Stillman was fine back there for the Blackhawks, especially for uh, someone who was, you know, mostly a tweener when he was with the Panthers. He only had eight games played in 2020 prior to the trade. He was uh, regularly getting healthy scratched by Joel Quenville, kind of like Vinny Henestrosa, two guys who came over here, got a little bit more of an opportunity, and found some success. Um, and like Henestrosa, Stillman, I, I thought he came right in and, and looked comfortable right from his very first shift. So uh, I guess taking everything into consideration here, now, although it's not all that much, um, I think I'm going to give Riley Stillman a flat B for his performance this past season. I'm not sure what the fans voted for. I actually got to go take a look at that right now. Um, Again, I know it's not a lot of data to take in here, but Stillman, you know, he, he proved enough to the Blackhawks for them to protect him 
in the Seattle expansion draft. Yeah, it looks like 48% of the voters thought that Stillman was worthy of a B, so it looks like I'm agreeing with the majority here. Uh, next was 38% set a C. I probably wouldn't go that low. I would understand why um, maybe a C plus or, or a B minus. And then 7% voted on for both an A and a D slash an F. I don't know how you could say it was a D slash an F. I guess if you're just judging him off his offensive numbers, only having one point in 13 games, that's probably why some people voted for that. They probably didn't even watch Riley Stillman. They probably didn't even watch those last 13 games for the Blackhawks this season. It, I can't really blame them. It was pretty ugly. Um, but yeah, again, Stillman showed the Blackhawks enough for them to like him and, and commit to him going forward. And it'll uh, definitely be fun to see how he'll be able to take those next steps and hopefully become a full-time NHLer with the Blackhawks next season. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Tuesday, July 20th's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, get more of the sports news that you need in less time with our Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by following Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.